Hey everyone, hey, it's Tom here, back with yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. Thank you so much for listening. We are on a big song today for a lot of people. This is Hardwired. This is the uh, title track of their most recent album at the time of us recording this. Maybe there's some some uh, sequels in the future, Unforgiven 4, etc. Who knows where this band will, will go. Today we are looking at this, this short track, this aggressive track, this track that James himself called quite punky you know in the in the making of i think that was subtitled riff charge the song was originally called that and it, that gives you a feel for the track but i'm sure you've uh, heard this song so before we get to today's guest and the track itself uh, please follow the show at metallica pod get in touch with me metallica pod at gmail.com if you want to come on the show you want to do a discussion any correspondence is welcome there yeah we got the patreon as well if you want to support us on the patreon you get access to all the episodes you know weeks months sometimes before they come out there so if i make it it basically goes in there first so yeah if you want to support Patreon's down below, leave a review on iTunes, all that sort of stuff. Dennis, is great to have you on, man. How's it going? Hi, I'm fine. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, bro. How, how is the World Cup over there in Russia? Uh, yeah, it's just started yesterday. Big deal, right? Yeah, uh, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Metallica are bigger, yeah. Metallica yeah. are bigger than the World Cup. I do, yeah, I do concur. Uh, so how, how did it start with you and the band? What were the- My journey with Metallica started in 1994 when I was 12 years old. Mm. Uh, we've been on holidays with a class and uh, my friend Alex put one on his tape player. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, these days I will always uh, already listen to Beatles, The Purple, Led Zeppelin, mm. maybe Queen, ACDC, but nothing familiar with that. Um, and it's really blowed my mind. <laughs> so when we back home, I asked Alex to give me the tape, and there was uh, Injustice for All and the Black Album on the other side. So the next month I was just listening to that and <laughs> yeah. and uh, now I'm fooling it. <laughs> yeah. so, so you've been with the band for a long time then, you've watched a lot of different periods emerge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've started in 96 when I bought my first tape, then I uh, looked back on different albums and so I followed them uh, since now. <laughs> um, and where do you rank the album Hardwired to Self-Destruct that today's song comes from? Oh, it's really difficult. <laughs> is, it in the, think... is it in their top five albums for you? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Why would you rank it so highly? Um, I think it sounds great. Mm. The songs are really good. The production is just unbelievable for me. <laughs> and uh, I, w- I want to say as well, before we get to today's song, uh, a huge thank you uh, to yourself, man, publicly, because we do a series on Alf Metallica called The So What Files. Started it with John, where basically we go through Metallica's very own magazine that started in the early 90s and just look at the articles and the fan mail and the art. And they're just awesome if you can get your hands on them. And that's the problem. They're quite difficult to obtain. So we did the first episode and Dennis got in touch and you pretty much had the scan of all the So What's, man. It was uh, an incredible treasure trove to send across. <laughs> yeah. I started to collect them uh, not so far ago, mm. and uh, it's a deep pleasure for me just uh, to listen to your show and about so what as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, yeah. so thank you so much <laughs> thank you thank you as well man and you know hardwired then as a song metallica with the intro songs they used to at least in the early albums tend towards a you know a slow build uh you know an acoustic interlude of sorts before but here it's just the immediate you know it is the riff charge isn't it the gallop of the open e the pulsating drums uh the riff slowly breaking free piece by piece developing itself out of the jigger nana you know you hear it kind of like enter sandman in a way it kind of rises out the primordial riff ooze there and and it's a pretty irresistible introduction, I think. Yeah, first thing I would say, uh, what a great three months challenge Metallica made uh, for us all fans with the album. Mm. Uh, if you remember, uh, on August 18th, uh, during the broadcast uh, interview at Metallica HQ, Lars told the name of an, an album and uh, he played the first song from album on his iPod. Right. And no one expected that and uh, just one of hour later uh, they sent to all legacy members a free download uh, with a song and uh, published the video on YouTube so everyone just goes crazy <laughs> and you you sent across before this episode which I really appreciate guests to do when they do prior research which is quite rare which is no slight against any guests that's ever been on the show they've always been great but it was just novel it was cool to see and you compared the main hardwired riff, the riff that forms the backbone of this fairly short song. As I said before, it has this kind of punk intention that just kind of worms its way into your brain in a sort of sort of hardcore sense. But you were pointing out that in other songs, um, such as Raining Blood and even My Apocalypse, they're quite similar, right? Yeah, I think the intro is just really close to Raining Blood, but uh, yeah. just in the beginning of the song. I mean, metal riffs always have this sort of incestual nature, I suppose, because they occupy these, you know, spaces on the fretboard that are just kind of quite busy and familiar. But but I get what you're saying. It works within the song. It kicks into the riff. It really has a sense of pace, the sort of machine gun rhythms, you know, the stop start. Yeah. It's, a, it's a shot to the heart. It's a reminder that this band who, you know, through this press tour, through this run, will be exposed to so many new fans. I'm sure there are so many young people whose hardwired is their first, you know, record of the band. I've actually had people on the show who I think of that, you know, fit in that category and they're, they're living up to their potential really they're not sluggish they're not slow they're active and they're interesting sure <laughs> when it moves forward into the chorus the we're so fucked it's kind of rare to hear metallica swearing in a chorus yeah <laughs> for a long time <laughs> yeah. i think so. <laughs> yeah it's not that James doesn't, you know, isn't potty-mouthed or whatever, but I remember when I saw them in Birmingham, uh, October 30th, 2017, incredible concert. Check out that episode uh, where I recapped the whole thing. That was a, that was a really fun one. Uh, Brad Lyons of Single Podcast Series called that episode, I think he called it cute. So that is a ringing endorsement, so definitely go check that one out as well. But yeah, I remember being at the concert, and on the back of people's shirts was we're so fucked, just emblazoned in like bloody, you know, puss head letters. And I was like, well, yeah, of course, it is that sort of, it's just that appeal to the mainstream. And it, I don't mind it, it's fine, it's kind of fuel-esque in that way. But it's very blatant, isn't it? Him screaming we're so fucked and then closing out with the sort of, here's the album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh... it's, a, it's a fairly short song, you know, it really has a little bit of death magnetic still in the DNA. The song is only three three minutes and nine seconds, and uh, if you 
doesn't uh, doesn't mentioned it before. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, just close to Mother Breath. That is the shortest uh, song. They right uh, right before, uh, and it's just six seconds uh, less than it. Yeah, it's brief. It's very brief, and it sort of yeah. gives you a taster, really, of the album as a whole. You know, the fantastic sound. Uh, you know, sort of slightly familiar riffing that maybe turns some people off like me on Hardwater. It was an idea of James uh, to make a short song. Yeah. Uh, they need a, an opener. Uh, and in his interview in So What, uh, he, saw, uh, he told that the first number was a two minutes. Hmm. So it's like Ramon's or Misfits length. Um, and uh, I can read a quote. Uh, then things got a, a little longer, but it's still under four minutes, which is great, no matter what. It's so punk, it's so simple. Whatever you think of lyric writing, it's not a Shakespeare. I know that. But it's a summation kind of the whole album. It gave us a little bit of direction to where to go with a little of the record. I, you know, I dig the lyrics for what they are, for how they operate in this sphere. You know, they uh, use uh, anaphora, uh, poetic repetition at the start of each line, in the name of, on the way, you know, once upon, do you, like, you know, this kind of jackhammer lyricism with James barking it out. Kind of reminds me a little bit of that was just your life in the sort of frenzied panic in his vocal. Yeah, something common. Yeah, it's super flashy and it's satisfying. And, you know, I think there's higher points on Hardwired, personally. I wouldn't say it's necessarily the best song on the album. I don't know if it'll survive on later tours. I don't know if it's just functioning as it functions on the album as an introduction. You know, again, I remember seeing them live, then playing this. They played the tape, first of all, and then went into the riff, which I thought was kind of odd. But but still, you know, they were getting on stage, they were getting ready. And it was it was crazy to see. And I was screaming, we're so fucked with... Everyone else in the uh, in the Birmingham arena, uh, but but yeah, it's a it's a decent song. I don't really like um, Dennis. I don't really like Kirk's solo. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's kind of trash. I think it's kind of trash. Yeah, it's and a, a little bit short. Yeah. and maybe uh, it's even uh, something similar with uh, my Apocalypse solo mm. because. Uh, if you remember, uh, it starts with a uh, slide uh, yeah. in my apocalypse, and and it also ends <laughs> with a slide uh, in Hardwired. So, so yeah, yeah, I really don't like the ending. Stuff. The ending of the solo is terrible. Like solos need to have a big flourish, especially in songs like these where they only have a moment of breath. And Kirk just has this anonymous slide back down the frets, as you say, and it's kind of fearful and. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really dig it. I think the riffs are okay in this song. I don't want to pick this song apart because it kind of has this symbolic function, I think, this sigil-like quality. And I don't, again, I don't rank it as highly as some others. There's a nice little speed up at the end, you know, a sort of four-bar ramp in tempo and then sort of coasts out smooth. And nice to hear James screaming self-destruct over the song. <laughs> yeah, not the best song uh, on the album, um, and I think you're correct uh, that uh, it wouldn't survive 
in the next uh, two. No. Maybe, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe but, but... Moth or Halo yeah. would, but not that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I, I mean, I think I upset a few people when I said I didn't like Halo on Fire, but um, yeah, it's not really not really stuck with me. I probably prefer Hardwired over it. But... I like Halo. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I know there's a lot of fans. There's a lot of fans definitely. And it's uh, great life. <laughs> mm, mm. Uh and as as with everything pretty much on the hardwired record, uh, you know, we get a behind the scenes video. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, titled Rift Charge. But it's pretty cool. In this video as well, you see James talking about hearing the phrase hardwired to self-destruct and explaining it uh, to Greg and Lars. And it's very earnest and candid and it's pretty much birth there and then that you know the record and you know they talk about the melody as well and you see them singing and james plays a nirvana version of the hardwired yeah, yeah. riff which is uh yeah <laughs> well he plays a sort of version of it an alternative version and i think greg asked if it's a nirvana version but yeah it's still a pretty cool reinvention to see and i love seeing james in the vocal booth his uh his screams are pretty infectious <laughs> yeah it's a great that uh, they put uh, not only the video and uh, but uh, video how they made uh, the song and yeah. they made the video how they recorded uh, the video so it was a great experience for yeah. all of us yeah yeah I, as i said before and people comment below what other band does this I, I you know i'm pretty into music i like a lot of bands i like watching behind the scenes shit i can't think of many other artists that let a camera or you know have multiple cameras set up that just record everything they do all the creative impulses you know and just put it out there like you know it'd be cool to see from other bands but it's such a secretive private process but metallica are, you know very open in that way but yeah i agree i love that footage so definitely check that out if you're aware of these sort of behind the scenes stuff riff charge is actually a really good one uh, if you want to just something to watch things like 10 minutes you know as you're uh, as you're making dinner on your ipad or whatever just pop that on but uh hardwired has been performed 97 times so it's been featured quite a lot in its uh, short life. Uh, first performed August 20th, 2016 in Minneapolis. Uh, last performed May 11th, 2018 in Helsinki, Finland. So that was about uh, a month ago or so from the time I was recording this. So very recently. Um, they, they, they love to play this and I think the crowd love it as well, Dennis. Yeah, the crowd lo- <laughs> really like it. And it's a great opener for yeah. the concert. And uh, if you remember, they played uh, twice on uh, uh, 30th Annual Bridge School Benefit in acoustic Yeah, version. I didn't really... <laughs> I, remember me, <laughs> I remember me and John did an episode on all the Bridge School yeah, Benefits, yeah. yeah? And we, we did 2016, <laughs> and we both, you know, ragged hard on this. I'm not really... A, because they don't reinvent the song like they do with Enter Sandman. They don't deconstruct it. They literally play these quick, thrashy riffs on, like, nylon string guitars. And it... Oh, no. The chugging sounds wrong. Yeah, and even Lars fucked up twice <laughs> during the first night. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Definitely check that one out if you like Hardwired. And, you know, it's still... It's fun to pick through. But, uh, yeah, if you, if you want a different version of that, check that out. Let us know in the comments as well what you think of the song as a whole... 
Um, you know, any closing thoughts on the track, Dennis? I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think that is it. It's quite a small track, but uh, you know, let us know. And the video as well is kind of cool in a certain way. It's very Sandman esque. It's just lots of close ups and lots of you know flares and blinkers and you know lots of. Uh, James has his shirt on for this one, but it ends with Lars with his tongue out, looking demented out into some darkened corner. So uh, yeah, there's plenty of hardwired goodness for you there. But um, yeah, we'll close with a few uh, quick five questions. Then, what what is your favorite Metallica song? Oh, I think it's Scripping Death. Mm. Yeah, it's probably the best one. It's probably my favorite. Yeah, great lyrics uh, and great opener, and I can live it. I can listen it forever <laughs> <laughs> instead of Sandman and Sad but True. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely one of their best songs. What, what about your favorite album? Uh, Ride the Lightning. Yeah, I mean, naturally, yeah, we creeping death, but yeah, Ride the Lightning is outstanding. Jesus <laughs> Christ, yeah. Um, your favorite member? Uh, Lars. Lars, why Lars? Uh, well, I'm a drummer, yeah. <laughs> and he's a great guy. He's oh, yeah. a great composer, the best manager of the band. So. Without him, I think it's nothing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you were to do a podcast finally like this about another band, what, what's a band you could do it about? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of any other bands. Uh, okay. But I listen to a lot of different music and I like to visit live concerts. Mm-hmm. So the last gigs I've been were Max and Liga, Cavalera with Ruth's album, mm-hmm. uh, Disturbed, System of a Down, Megadeth. Oh, you saw System of a Down? Where? Uh, in Moscow. Oh, how was that? Uh, yeah, it's great. I'm, I, I, I fucking love System of a Down. I was thinking the, I was, <laughs> I was literally just bored at work. I was like, I love System of a Down. Like it just entered my head, and I was like, yeah, they fucking awesome. Like, I was just thinking about Mesmerize. I was like, oh, it's such a good album. Like, yeah, I really want to see them live, man. I've never actually seen them myself. Well, seen Megadeth uh, yep. last summer. And Stone Sour. Very cool. Very cool. So I'm not sure that I could start some band podcast, but what I would like to listen, maybe Stone Sour podcast. I like Stone Sour podcast. Yeah, that'd be cool. I love Curry Taylor lyrics and uh, would definitely like to listen something mm. about his songs. Okay. Well, um, you know, this has been great. And I guess, oh, yeah, finally, you saw the band quite a few times, haven't you? Yeah. Um, Seven times. <laughs> Seven times. What was the best time you've seen them? Oh, it's complicated. <laughs> I've seen them twice in Moscow, uh, twice in Atlantic City during Orion Festival. Ah, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, then two times in Copenhagen in February when we started the worldwide tour, and the last one was in Budapest, Hungary. Excellent, man. I well, think it's Orion, it was just the best so. yeah i guess that i mean yeah we recently covered that on the show but yeah i guess that attitude would have been uh you know relishing the moment it had the just a great set list mm. and i've heard escape <laughs> the only time yeah late <laughs> yeah what what a uh what an uncommon gem yeah so um please everyone follow the show get in touch with me at metallica pod you know let me know what's going on metallica pod at gmail.com uh, Patreon's there if you want to support iTunes as well please leave us a review thank you to everyone as always thank you Dennis for his copies of So What that he's gratefully digitally shared with me and um, Dennis anything you'd like to promo sir 
So the only project I'm involved is our metallic Russian chapter. Mm. It's called Russia White. So it's young. We just started in October, but we're growing every day and always welcome to new members. I don't know how many Russians are listening to your podcast. There's a few. I can, I can check the geography stats, and uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a few. There's a few over there. So uh, I'll pop the link in the description. Send me the link yeah, after this. But um, you can easily find us. In yeah. Socials. All right. Well, uh, yeah, this has been great, man. And thank you, everyone, again for listening to the show. We'll be back in future weeks to explore various things. I'm not sure when exactly this is coming out, but definitely go check out an episode I did recently on the channel about Metallica's guest musical appearances. I went through about 40 different songs that all the boys have appeared on, all the different albums and solos and guest tracks and spots they've done and stuff. So that was a really fun episode to do. So definitely check that out. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it's been Tom, Alpha Metallica. Dennis, thanks again, man. Yeah, thanks you. 